We're not going to talk about every rivalry, right? No. What is every rivalry? But for Stuttgart? Yeah. Basically, there are two, but one doesn't exist anymore. The Stuttgart. Because, yeah. That Kickers. doesn't exist anymore because, because they're... What league are they? Fifth division now. You know, like back in the days, like you have in Madrid, for example, where you have Real Madrid, which is the, the upper classes. You, I don't know if it's still that way today, but you used to cheer for Real and the like, working classes right. cheer for Atletico. Yeah. It's somewhat like that in Stuttgart because Stuttgart is on a hill where the upper classes live. So it's it's not that way anymore, but it used to be associated with upper classes and probably Stuttgart is associated with the working class. Yeah. Or not anymore, because not, nowadays clubs get fans um, from all levels of society. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hello and welcome to another episode of Sports Tales. Today we're going to be discussing VfB Stuttgart and we have a lifelong Stuttgart fan with us. And so, without any further ado, let's just, just jump into it because we have a lot to discuss. Not the least about a topic he doesn't want to talk about, which is his first game. So, my friend, my guest on this discussion panel tonight where we are going to not just be discussing but also debating about certain aspects that we don't agree on and hopefully then we come to a compromise. We have a lot uh, We have a lot on our plate to answer, to debate and to also listen to some uh, very fascinating stories that he has to share as a lifelong Stuttgart fan. So without any further ado, let's get started with firstly me asking you a question that you didn't want to be asked before this started, which is what keeps you awake at night? Pertaining to, uh, well, nice to be on the show, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, well, you're welcome. Um, pertaining to my club, actually nothing keeps me awake anymore because I'm at, or as a Stuttgart fan, we can be very happy with the developments we've made in the last year or so. We've had difficult times, very difficult times. Um, we've gotten relegated to League 2 twice. Which is which hurts especially because we're such a big club, we're one of the biggest clubs in Germany with a long history. We've won the German league for five times. So I would say if you've asked me the same question a little more than a year ago, I would say our playing style would keep me up at night. Our inability to concentrate in the first 10 minutes of a game kept me up at night. But those problem, we don't have those problems anymore. Now we're in the, in, in the Bundesliga again. And we seem to be doing very well with a young and talented team and doing more than even I expected or most Stuttgart fans expected for the season. Are you ready to win the Bundesliga then? Yeah, that's the goal actually this year. (laughs) (laughs) Got got to dream big, right? Yeah, well, I'm I'm, I'm tired of watching or seeing the likes of Philipp Lahm and uh, Manuel Neuer lifting the... (laughs) lifting the Bundesliga for the last eight years so it's it is it should certainly be a good sight for Stuttgart or someone other who is ready to challenge and win the title apart from Bayern Munich because it's not fun anymore but yeah for those of you who have not heard about Stuttgart or who only know Stuttgart from the likes of Mercedes-Benz here is what a brief history of their club says and it is a long one because it is the beginning of the institution in German football and they were also the founding members of Bundesliga during the first half of the 19th century, which was a very defining period for German football. The club's history throughout the first half of the 20th century was influenced, of course, between of course, uh, between the two world wars and the groundwork was already laid in 1950s of how and when they started to become an exciting success story. Julian, what is that success story? You will be forgiven if you don't remember anything, Julian, but what is that exciting success story that you guys started? 
No, our first title was in 1952, but the thing is, like the fans today that grow up today, we don't really learn about that. We hear about the legends of the past, but we don't, we know the dates where we won big titles, but we don't um, know who played it on those teams. So back then, the Bundesliga didn't even exist, it only exists exist since 1963. So there were regional divisions, and then there was a final in. I don't know if it was in Berlin. I don't know where it was. Forget I think it's it. always in Berlin. There was a final and um, from the in, from the regional divisions, and then that would be the winner of the um, of the German league. The thing is, some some clubs count that as a title, others don't. Like Schalke 04, one of the biggest clubs in Germany, they've won plenty of those titles. But since the Bundesliga started, they've won Nothing. zero titles. And it's a bit like it's a joke in Germany because other fans say they've never the only place where Schalke fans win something is on a PlayStation. That's like a common joke you hear from other <laughs> fans about Schalke in the field. So that history is kind of forgotten nowadays. But since then the club has developed this kind of kind of this powerful identification and it's been this integral part of many lives of people in that region because it boasts more than like 48,000 club members already. Of course, it's one of the biggest fan-following clubs in Germany, but the biggest sports club in Baden-Württemberg. Stuttgart's huge sporting success, such as the five, uh, the five German championships, which includes three Bundesliga titles, has played a major role in seeing the club take up its position on an international stage. But let's get to this. Since, since 2007, Stuttgart have gone from being European regulars to relegation strugglers. They have endured two relegations, celebrated two promotions, and they've gone through nothing less than an emotional roller coaster rebuilding process. All this with with them losing their with them losing their best players from the academy, with the likes of Mario Gomez, Ami Kadira, Serge Ganabri, Joshua Kimish, Timo Werner, Antonio Rudiger. Uh, and this has been a painful viewing for the Stuttgart fans. So Julian, what 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 is the what is the brief history, brief recent history that you can give us, and what are these old good days that you can recollect? I mean, for me, the good old days are 2006-2007 season where we won the title in a Bundesliga that was pretty even. There were there was Werder Bremen, there was Schalke, there was Bayern had a very weak season that year, but there seems to be there was a lot of parity, which is not that way anymore. The parody is that Bayern Munich are winning. Yeah. So we won it in 2007 with a very, very young team. The next season wasn't very good. Like now we would say that's a good season. But back then we were, it was very disappointing. It was one of the weakest finishes for a, for a um, Bundesliga winning team. But it went downhill from there because we lost our biggest names like Gomez, who went to Bayern Munich, which hurt us very much because... Stuttgart fans hate Bayern Munich. Yeah. We lost Sami Kedira to Real Madrid, which we appreciated. We like when players go outside the country. That, so that wasn't a problem, but we couldn't replace those players. And there's always this feeling in the German, in the Stuttgart fan base that we deserve more, that we are a big club. We should be amongst the top four teams in Germany. And that was always the feeling. So we tried to reproduce that feeling from 2007 by going through so many different managers. The thing was, we fired the manager in the fall. We had a really, really good spring or spring spring uh, part of the season. And then a week fall, we fired the coach again. Good spring. That was always the cycle which we couldn't get out of. And at one is point... This, is, is this the reason? I guess like because in Germany we have the 
Herbstmeister. So we are comparing seasons or comparing seasons into two different aspects of spring and autumn. And if a club does not have a successful autumn, then naturally the club is going to sack their manager. And this is what happened with you guys. I mean, it's not naturally because the, the club was doing well, but there wasn't any patience in the club. And you couldn't say, well, we should have hold on, held on to that manager. But that's you can say that in hindsight now. Hindsight is Yeah, now you can say it in hindsight because the... Um, expectations of the past are not the expectations of the, of, of the present. So I would say it's a combination of things. The inability to replace the good players, the um, unwillingness to give a coach more time with the team, and the somewhat unrealistic expectations of not only the fan base, but also the whole region. So you have sponsors like Mercedes-Benz, which is produces one of the best cars in, in the world, and they are a sponsor for, for, for VfB Stuttgart. So, of course, they also want to see some, some level of success, success at Stuttgart because Stuttgart is one of the most successful regions, like the region around Stuttgart is one of the most successful, successful regions in Germany with lots of in, international companies. And the only thing that kind of <laughs> is a letdown is the football club at the moment. Uh, we, 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 we'll get back to this because as, as, a traditional, as a traditional club, as a founding member of the Bundesliga, are they having like this identity crisis between being modern and between being traditional? Uh, we talk about that, but before that, let's let's come a foot back and let's talk about you and the football club. And this is where I ask you, why why Stuttgart? I mean, it's the, probably the traditional story. My grandpa was a Stuttgart fan. I would say he complained more than he actually cheered for the team. He always used to say, "Klepperless fine which means like fully performing club, basically. My dad was a Stuttgart fan as well, stronger than my grandpa. And that's how we got into it. Like I, my brother and I used to go to games with my dad and we developed some love for the game. The first game I remember was April 1st, 2006, mm-hmm. where we played Nuremberg at home, scored in the 83rd or 85th minute, I can't remember. And like something in the 80th minute, John Dahl Thomason scored and Giovanni Trapattoni was our coach. And that's the earliest moment. And then... At the beginning, we used to only go to one or two games a season because we were young and my dad didn't want to spend too much money on the club. <laughs> <laughs> then we moved abroad. And that's why Mercedes is spending so much on the club now. That's why Mercedes is spending so much on the club. No, actually, since since they've gone to, since they got <clears throat> relegated the first time, my dad and my brother are now season ticket holders. So they try to go go to almost every game. I've, I try to go to like five or six games a season. I tr- try to go to some away games as well here in Berlin, for example. So the love for the, for the, for the club has only increased since, since we went down for the first time. So it doesn't have anything to do with success, but more a um, willingness to support the club even in, in, um, in difficult times. Yeah, I, I actually want to ask, ask about this. Like, why do fans hold on to football clubs so much? What is the motivation if it is not success? What is the motivation if it is not like your club winning trophies? Do you think like because the roots of supporting a football club, that loyalty runs in the roots of the family, you owe something to the city that you've been born born and brought up and you owe something to the club? I mean, a club is a part of the city and since you, you're you living, well, not me anymore, but since you're living in that city or in that region, it kind of defines you. So the club defines you 
in some way as well. And if you are a fan, you try to stay loyal to that club because it's hard to explain, but there's some emotion it attached to, to it. Which, yeah. Like objectively, it doesn't make much sense, but like <laughs> I can't explain it. But it's you just try to support the club even though it's not doing well because I mean you love the club, right? Yeah, and it's not about winning trophies. Even if you if you're not if you're not winning any trophies. There's still highs and lows. Like a Bayern Munich fan, he has highs and lows. I have highs and lows. Like my highs are probably winning the second division or winning a winning a game in the Bundesliga right now. Whereas the high for a Bayern Munich fan is winning the league. So it's different for everyone. But you try to stay loyal to the club because you love it in in some aspect. And there are moments of joy in the stadium or at home, which which nothing in the world can, which is unlike anything in the world. Yeah. I think I think this is also not a question that I asked him. This is not a question I would be able to answer. Uh, maybe we leave that to the sports psychologist. <laughs> and, uh, uh, since you brought up your first game as well, could we also say that it was your best? It's the best game that Stuttgart have played, or do you have something? No, I like I only have faint memories. I know I can remember the situation where they scored the goal, but I don't remember much of much else. Um, the best. Game in stadium was probably Stuttgart versus Cologne 2017-2018, yeah, where, I mean, it was a hard-fought game. It, Cologne wasn't very good in that season. They got relegated in that season, but we still scored in the very last minute. And this moment of excitement, this moment of joy was in, nothing I've ever experienced in, in the stadium. Even the Tony Cruz goal was in Sweden. <laughs> No, I, I couldn't care less about the Tony Cross goal against Sweden. <laughs> okay. Um, the best in-game experience as a whole was probably when I went to Dortmund. We lost 3-0, but still the fans itself was was also unlike anything I've ever seen because it was so loud when they... You sang, mean the Dortmund fans? Or yeah, the fans? Dortmund fans. They sang, when you, like, you had goosebumps when they sang You'll Never Walk Alone. And because I was sitting like directly next to the Südtribüne, yeah. sitting next to Dortmund fans, which were very nice. Yeah. You don't get that in every stadium. Yeah, they were the very region, nice to me. Uh, guys, this is a plug-in for... If you haven't listened to the first episode by Nico Hassan-Clever, who happens to be a Dortmund fan, check that out in the link or as you scroll up where he talks about his, his his first game as a Dortmund fan and how he felt being among 60,000 people but yeah let's get back to his his experience being in Dortmund yeah it was just a perfect perfect experience except the result we play, didn't play very well we lost 3-0 of course Dortmund's a much better team it was three seasons ago but still it's something I will always remember but there are actually so many so many good memories I've had from Stuttgart even though we're not doing very well also the derbies in the second second division against Karlsruhe where you had like a choreography at the beginning yeah which which was amazing and you also you had goosebumps as well so also if that one I didn't didn't actually watch in the stadium but when we beat Bayern Munich at Munich four to, four to one three seasons ago there's so many so many good moments which you, you always remember you tend to forget the bad moments but i want to ask you since since your last title in 2007 there has been a lot of chaos and disorder and i love your loyalty towards you sticking towards stuttgart but this 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 chaos and disorder has just categorized what stuttgart stands for at, at the moment because there have been like you said 
coaches being sacked and you have had 14 different coaches in the last decade alone people coming and going on and there have been problems on and off the pitch so what do you think is is the philosophy that's happening and how do you rate the current management and what's going right and what's going wrong i mean if you want to define the philosophy of the last 14 coaches i couldn't give you an answer because it's different for every single one but if we're talking about the philosophy now it's basically what stuttgart has done what's made it successful which is getting young players in giving them playing time and then selling them for a profit and whereas in the in the past we used to do it with the local local youth now we're getting in players from France players from Argentina players from other teams in Germany and try to develop them and then sell them for for profit in the future so the philosophy is to try to go back to having youth being patient and having some realistic expectations with consistency in the um, director role and the coach's role so the club can calm down because the cl- club's been in constant there's been constant uncertainty and chaos for the last probably 13 14 years so right now it's very good to be in a level of tranquility i guess because yeah. we're not expected to do very well this season but we're um, doing much better than expected so for a fan it's kind of you know it's pretty good yeah nothing to complain <laughs> I was reading this article the other day and Deutsche Welle was saying that Stuttgart at the moment face face this challenge that is very similar to the traditional clubs all over Germany where they are they are in this situation where they can't identify between being a traditional club or they being a modern club and then this is the problem that most of them are facing and what do you what is your opinion about them should they stick to their roots should they stick to the tradition or do they need to move forward and be modern and because at some point you guys need to realize that the clock is ticking and Bayern Munich is already decades ahead of Stuttgart at the moment so do you stick to the traditional way wherein you bring in players from the academy and then into the first team or buy players cheap which is which happens to be the philosophy at the moment from different parts of the world and then sell them around to make money to play the catch up game or do you need to have a different strategy and an approach to be a model football club is there a model you know like the city group model or the red bull model wherein stuttgart can then identify themselves as okay this is what we stand for and this is what we want to do in the future and this is how our pathway to success is going to look like well the city model is very very hard to implement in in germany and germans wouldn't want some and someone from the emirates running their team like you you have this thing in munich where they have 1860 munich which has a jordanian owner Yeah. He's so unpopular. They are in the third division now. They used to be first. They they were a long time in the second. And he's very unpopular. Look at Leipzig for example with RB. Look how unpopular they are. Even though it's just an Austrian um, drinking company, Red Bull. So Hoffenheim. Yeah, Hoffenheim as well as SAP. The thing is, I would say we are modern. Like we're trying to be modern. If you we tried the way, get some money, invested, invest or buy players, buy players, buy players. It didn't work. We got relegated that season after getting. millions and millions from mercedes we got relegated that season so i think the best way is to think think differently by you, you do need very good scouting but by players that no one knows and try to develop them look at borussia mention gladbach they were at the bottom of the table for a very long time they got lucky with a few players or they got good scouting so they got young players now they're they're fighting for champions league every single season They're doing very well in the Champions League. The thing is, we will never catch Bayern Munich. We will never catch them. Come on, don't say that. <laughs> no, I will say that. 
we, we will never catch them. The thing is to make it as difficult as possible for them. And I do like the approach we're having right now, buying young players. It can backfire if they are inexperienced. If you miss on some of them, it can quickly backfire. But right now, it seems to be working. And I don't think you should change something that's working right now. So I do think we should pursue that. The next step, I don't know if we'll ever get to that next step. But at the moment, we're just trying to establish ourselves in the Bundesliga again, trying to get that TV money in, not get second league TV money, but first division league TV money, so we can establish ourselves and then we can look up. Our goal for the next 10, 20 years is maybe fight for Europa League in the future. But right now, it's just to establish ourselves in the Bundesliga again, because that looking up, that always thinking we deserve more because we're a big club, that has hurt us so many times. So our goal should not be to replace Bayern Munich right now. Our goal should be establish ourselves and then we can see what happens next. Hey, so if you enjoyed that episode, you can give us a thumbs up on Apple or Google Podcasts. You can also follow us on Instagram at sports.pale. And if you want to listen to our previous episodes, you can find the link in the description. Until then, stay awesome, stay healthy, and so long.